Amir Madani Mamluk has many questions, such as how do our brains process the odors that we pick up around us? And could our sense of smell be used to discover diseases earlier? He's a neurobiologist specialized in olfaction. Professor Amir Madani, as a scientist, do you have a favorite smell? I brought one of them with me, so in this small bottle. And if you sniff on it, which you can't now, um, it smells like strawberry, uh, which is a very fine odorant. And it's one of the most favorite uh, odorants across the world. Um, so everyone loves it. And it's a very, um, well, kind of dinosaur odorant because people already in the Stone Age um, were uh, seeking or, or collecting strawberries. My second favorite odorant um, is that of amber. So you can collect these uh, stones in the sea area. And if you try to um, rub them smooth um, by the heating, it's um, exposing the smell of tree raisin. And uh, these trees, they were digested like 10 million years, 50 million years ago. So you can smell the ancient trees from 50 million years ago. And this is very fascinating. Certain smells can also suddenly awaken memories, for example, from our childhood. Why is that? Well, the olfactory system is uh, connected to the so-called episodic memory, and uh, this has a very strong behavioral impact. So if we smell something, we have immediately access to all linked memories. Um, for example, if you are on a, on a seaside and um, the, the wind is coming from the seaside, you smell the sea and have all these beach memories um, that you might have ever experienced before. But if the wind is coming from the land side and you don't smell the sea, you have a much weaker connection to these vivid memories. If memories are so tightly bound with um, smells, does the subconscious also play a role here? It's assumed that the sense of smell is one of the latest senses that got connected to our consciousness. And so the impact is very strong in, on the daily basis. So like, for instance, if a bakery shop is baking fresh bread in store, so this is a very nice experience. The same is like when car dealers work with the smell of fresh leather um, for, well, like 90% made of plastic cars, right? So it gives you a good feeling and might well you things up for your uh, uh, subconscious. Can we in this regard also use certain smells for our own well-being? It's the same trick, basically. So you work with these episodic memory. And if you have a very nice odorant that helps you to relax or that you um, inhale or smell um, while being very relaxed or in a very relaxed situations, you can use this odorant also to calm you down in a very stressful moment. Um, so for example, if you have like a perfume um, that you regularly are also exposed to while you're meditating, you could choose this odorant if you go to an exam and it might help you to calm down. That's definitely um, a very interesting trick. Um, I should definitely try that the next time. In your own research, you're trying to develop an olfactory map of the human sense of smell. You want to have some kind of a eye test for the nose. What could that be used for? Well, you see, um, if you take certain neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson and Alzheimer, 
um, there are a lot of indications that in very early stages, um, the olfactory system got infected. And um, so the problem is that we do not have certain odor tests that work very properly. Then we hope that one day we can make um, uh, longitudinal experiments where we um, measure people in a very young age and then can see how the sense of smell of this person is progressing over time. And this is then maybe the time where we learn about, you know, the um, reasons why olfactory systems are so early affected by uh, these diseases like Parkinson or Alzheimer. So the sense of smell could potentially even be used for diagnosing diseases in the future. A very interesting field. Thank you so much for this talk. You're very welcome.